Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Now, we're absolutely delighted on the last word on Spurs to be sponsored by Beerhawk. Now, Beerhawk started with a mission in 2012 to bring delicious beer to the homes of discerning drinkers across the country. And here they are, seven years later, still pushing that very same mission. Home of the perfect draft machine. Enjoy fresh chilled bar quality drought beer in your own home and we're absolutely delighted to be able to offer you guys a 10% off with the promo code SPURS at www.beerhawk.co.uk Beerhawk, they are the UK's leading online craft beer shop they deliver the best craft beer available to your door and we have to also mention with Oktoberfest being cancelled we are still celebrating the world's most favourite beer festival and in style. You can also celebrate from the comfort of your own home with the range of the Oktoberfest Beery Packs. These are the official Oktoberfest beers and come with a stein for that authentic touch. Now, you might ask, Perfect Draft, what is that? Well, Beerhawk is the home of the Perfect Draft. Beer pump dispenser. They are the ultimately the best way to enjoy a pint at home. It's a beer keg dispenser able to pour the perfect pint to Perfect Draft. That is the best way to enjoy fresh, chilled, pub-quality drought beer in your own home. You can choose from over 40 kegs of your favourite beer, each one holding 10 pints. So after an unprecedented demand, stock is now available, hugely popular during lockdown, and they couldn't even keep up with the demand. It is free delivery on the machine, so please go to www.beerhawk.co.uk, 10% off with the promo code SPURS. That's www.beerhawk.co.uk and use that 10% promo code off Spurs. Harry Winks right at the last. Deli Alli. Lamella. To Dombele. Hugo Lloris. And he saved it. And the foul. Shishenko. Son on mission to go alone. This is sensational. World class. Oh, 
Hello and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. Thank you so much for joining us. We are providing you with instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur's win in the Europa League. And no, I'm not going to try and mention who the team we played to get through to the next round because I'll absolutely butcher the name. But delighted to have alongside me Jamie from the Daily Hotspur, Lee McQueen and Chris Cowlin for instant review to this game as Spurs make it through to the final playoff of the Europa League ahead of the group stages. Let's get straight into them because it was job done for Spurs in Macedonia. We did make tough work of it. However, a win is all that matters. A few decent individual performances in there and it will be a game against Maccabi Haifa that follows for Tottenham in the final qualifying game. Chris, let's come round to you. What did you make of that win? The job done, Rick. That was the most important thing. You know, Tottenham have had uh, four games so far in 12 days, you know, a hard 12 days for Tottenham. We've had to travel to Bulgaria and now tonight we've had to travel to Macedonia. Um, it was all about just getting the win. Um, I am absolutely delighted that Tongi Ondombele, uh, you know, completed the game 90 minutes. I loved hearing Jose Mourinho on the sideline all 90 minutes. He was just shouting nonstop, giving encouragement, telling players what to do. Love that. The combination of Harry Kane and Hunmin Son. You know, they've done it again, both of them too. Um, you know, individual performances as well. I love seeing Ben Davis get forward. You know, he's got forward more tonight than I've seen him do in a, in a very long time. But, you know, most importantly, um, you know, Tottenham got the job done today. Yeah, could have been a lot more clinical. We could have scored goals. We could have wrapped the game up very, very quickly. You know, on in the, in, in the first half, it was a bit of a scare again. Same as last week. But, you know, as I keep saying, it is about getting the job done. And now we're in the, uh, the playoff game. Um, but... Most importantly, we have scored 10 goals in the last three games. We haven't yeah. kept a clean sheet so far this season, um, but things are on the up. You know, we've got to trust the manager. The manager's been in competition twice. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's won it twice. Um, and let's hope it's Tottenham's year. Yep, spot on. Trophies are coming, Chris, as we always say on this show. Trophies are coming. Let's come round to let's come round to Jamie next. Jamie, job done in the end. And Dombele's performance a real plus. The games don't stop for Tottenham. Newcastle Sunday, Chelsea Tuesday, Maccabi Haifa Thursday, Man United on Sunday. Bonkers fixtures to come. But Jamie, the result, all that matters, right? Spurs fans, we need to chill out. I think tonight, as Chris said, was all about getting the job done. On paper, these games, you know, we, we think we should be comfortably winning. But let's face it, in reality, you know, even as Lee, Lee mentioned off air, you know, they're always tricky going to these difficult away countries in Europe. So I think it's a case of, look, get the job done. Of course, we've got this hectic schedule as well. So it was about balancing the squad. We, of course, put together a team that isn't totally used to playing together. Yes, they're obviously part of the same squad. But in terms of the starting eleven, that's not a consistent eleven that we'd usually put out. So that's another factor. So... Look, let's let's not worry about the performance. I think there's still so much positive going on at the club. Um, so I think, you know, I'm just very pleased that we've made it through to the next round. And uh, yeah, looking forward to next Thursday again now. Yeah, come around to you, Lee. It, let's be honest about it. It wasn't especially inspiring, but job done for Spurs. And as we mentioned, they'll play Maccabi Haifa next Thursday at home. More goals for Harry Kane and Hummin Son. 19 minutes for Tungi and Dombele. That's right, 19 minutes, who was good as well. But another frustrating night for Delhi Alley. What did you make of the performance, Lee, and Spurs making it through to the next round? Yeah, buzzing. Uh, like, like the guys have said. I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand where there's any, any kind of moaning whatsoever going on about that tonight. We had 65% of possession. We had 16 attempts at target. We had eight. Uh, sorry, we had 16 attempts at goal. Eight on target. If we had our shooting boots on tonight, that would have been seven. Uh, some of these people calling for seven and eight, eight nils or whatever. 
it would have, could have easily been. Uh, Dele had a chance in the first half then he, uh, 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 that he sh- probably should have done better with. There was an Aurier header. Toby Aldworld had a uh, free header as well that he could have, could have put in the back of the net. We ended up scoring three um, as well on the night. Look, Joe Hart gets beaten by an absolute worldie. I'm not even having that. So every, everyone, you know, no one's saving that, uh, that, that shot. I just don't think there was any, you know, there's nothing to really moan about. You know, I think we've forgotten how to. Oh, yeah, there is. I'll come on to that later. There's a lot to moan about. I mean, I just, I just, you know, I'm just fed up with hearing moaning. Like, we've got the job done. 3 1. Happy days. Chingo and Dombele's played well. The Celso's played well. We're still kind of a pre season um, uh, type, uh, type mode, if you like. And these games, actually, if you think about it, these games are actually perfect for that in terms of getting people fitness. It, you know, it's not our first start in 11. But we had some, we had some, uh, we had some uh, good, good minutes in the legs, especially for Tingo and Dembele, which I'm sure you'll come on to, Rick, as well. Um, so yeah, buzzing, mate. Three-one onwards and upwards, mate. Move on to Newcastle. Yep. Listen, I know Lee, you always want to keep it positive. I know you always do. There's a lot of talking points in this game that we are going to get round to, especially Tottenham's midfield, Delia's performance, midfield pairing, attacking midfielder. We're going to cover all that during this show. Before we go straight into it, also just some statements here from some of the last Word on Spurs listeners. Had over 50 questions on the space of five minutes after sending out that tweet after the game. Cookie at THFC says, Great to see Ndombele play a full 90 minutes. I saw a very mature side to him. Less skill and sheer hard work. Very positive. He also says, Son, how underrated is he? And how on earth has no top clubs tried to sign him? Let's hope none of them are listening to this show. A little bit disappointed with Delhi. Do you guys agree? We're going to come on to that very, very shortly. Brock at Stunning Spurs says, A win is a win, but why do we always have to make it so hard for ourselves? Do you guys think that the squad gets too complacent? Or do we generally have a problem with our mentality? We should be winning these games 5-6-0 to on to Newcastle. Cos1882, my God, Cos, Lee, I tell you what, for a man that's very positive like you, I'd love to know your thoughts on this, want this very soon. He says, Delhi and Winks play like a bunch of farmers, major issues for Tottenham. Delhi has lost it, Winks never had it, what is this all of our own bollocks? Cos, <laughs> I tell you, you do crack us up. We're going to come on to those points very, very soon. Chris, let me come back round to you, because very interestingly, after the game, Crazy, crazy statement. I think Jamie kind of broke it to us when we were just joining the call here that Mourinho says that Spurs had the goals replaced before the game after the keepers noticed there was t- they were too small in the warm-up. Mourinho says, I felt immediately something was going wrong. We got the UEFA delegate to confirm and it was five centimetres smaller. We demand for the goals to be replaced. A couple of things actually to clarify on this. The goals were apparently extended to five centimetres in height rather than replaced. So as Mourinho suggested, it wasn't, you know, the stadium of the team we were facing. And apparently that the whole thing, Chris, seems to be a blin seems to have been blown way out of proportion. I mean, what do you make of this, Chris, about goalposts? Crazy stuff. It's unbelievable. O- only in the Europa League. <laughs> it's uh, it's the only Tottenham. Stadium. It's it's the only it's the national stadium of Macedonia. What what on earth is going on there? You know, even if the goals were a foot higher tonight, I think that Tottenham should have been a lot more clinical than than they were. But you know, seeing those pictures of Hugo Lloris and and Jose Mourinho on on Jose's uh, Instagram, it is absolutely madness. How on earth have the officials not noticed any of this? It, it, it's crazy. When you see that, like I say, coming out of like that, and you got a picture of Mourinho on Instagram, Jamie coming around to you, even displaying for himself just how these goals were different in size to what they should be. 
Jose Mourinho's Instagram is absolutely <laughs> cracking me up. Just, doesn't hold back, does he? That, it, do you know what? Only Jose Mourinho can make that much of a fuss out of it. And that's why I absolutely love him. I think, I think he's a, such a brilliant character. And, and that's why he's, that, you know, as that's why he's a winner. You know, he's the sort of man that will notice that and will make a big deal out of that. Um, and I, I do find that really funny. But yeah, it's, you know, as Chris said, welcome to the Europa League. You know, last week we, of course, had a, a guy trying to dig up the penalty spot and got sent off. And this week we've got a team who, who can't get the right size goals. So, um, yeah, look, we, we know what this competition is all about. And we're obviously playing in these these uh, these rounds and you're going to have that. So, yeah, very funny. But, yeah, if you, if you definitely need to go and check out Joseph Marina's Instagram. He's even got Hugo Lloris to go and stand up and he didn't Brilliant. even play. So, it is... It's, it, Quality is only funny. Jose, Jamie, as you would say, only Jose. Lee, coming round to you, let's get straight into the team news because it was a very attacking team with plenty of mavericks in that starting eleven. We had Ndombele, Lamella, Ali, Bergvine and Son who could all create something out of nothing in the opposition half and all but, you know, Son will have a point to prove. There were talk yesterday that Hoybier and Kane were among those who had little knocks from the Southampton game. The same goes for Lloris with Joe Hart who had, would have started at Leighton Orient, handed the chance to make his Spurs debut Serge Aurier, he would have been looking to make an impression after Matt Doherty's difficult days at Southampton. And the strength of the bench and the team just shows how many options Jose Mourinho has at his disposal right now. And that's not including the likes of Bale, Regulon, Sassignon, Tanganga, Hoybier, Foyf, Rose and others who didn't even make the trip. I mean, Lee, what did you make of Spurs' squad and the team that he picked for this one? I forgot we'd signed Bale. Unbelievable. Have you forgot? Just, you know, no, I just, you know, sometimes I let my, my mind wander and then you realise, oh my God, we've got bail again. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was happy. I was pleased. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Deli Alley and, and I want him to do well. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm fingers crossed every time he gets the ball, or he gets a chance. I don't want him sold. I think we're crazy to be thinking about selling him. So I was pleased that he started. Um, but obviously disappointed that he went off, <laughs> you know, and it pretty, you know, it's probably the right decision to be fair. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's good to see these. To, to be honest, Rick, I thought when when we were doing these because these are qualifying rounds as well. They're not, you know, these are these aren't even like proper rounds, are they? Yeah, if you know what I mean. I thought we'd be playing even, you know, more more youth youth players. But you know, like James said before, this is a massive chance to win a trophy, and Jose's not Jose's not taking any chances. So you know, we've got some. And when you, when you look at that team, uh, look, the game ain't pay, played on paper, right? I'm not, I'm not silly. But when you look at it on paper, you've got, you got some really, you know, you've got international captain at right back. You've got uh, uh, captains all over the pitch in terms of, you know, you've got another captain up top and Son who's just scored four. You've got Undumbele, who's like our record signing. You've got Deli Ali, who's been, you know, the best young mid, midfielder in, the, in, in, in Britain for, you know, five years or so, maybe, maybe not 12 months or whatever. So you know you've got you've got some real quality, haven't you guys? Like on that pitch. So you know it's um, I know why the expectations are so high, and I was pleased that they started. Um, but it was it was a bit slow. Um, but again, James said at the top of the show, and I said it last week. It's Plodiv. You know these tyres are so tricky. They come it's four four two. They park the bus. I mean, they're taking a leaf out of Jose's book, and they park in the bus, and and you have to break him down. And you know after five minutes with Lamella finally gets a shot away with his right foot and, you know, he scores a goal after five minutes. You're thinking, oh, hello, you know, maybe we're on for a bit of a route here. And it didn't materialise, did it? It didn't. But just on Lamella there, Lee, you brought him up. Coming round to you, Jamie, just four minutes in, Son plays him in, loads of space, stroked at home, lovely. And I think what surprised most fans, Jamie, was the fact that he scored with his right foot, 20-20. 
truly useful as a surprise, isn't it? Lamella is so frustrating. I mean, we all know there is a very talented player in there, but unfortunately, you know, those injuries have just hampered him. Um, you know, he's a guy that Jose Mourinho clearly likes. I think his work ethic, there we go, can't get my words out, is, is something that Jose Mourinho really likes about him. I think he's a guy that's, that's worth keeping around in the squad. I know it's obviously frustrating that he does pick up these injuries, but I think there are times when he can come in, especially and he's a guy that has always performed in, in Europe for Spurs. Um, so I think he's definitely a guy worth keeping around the squad. I know there's kind of talk about maybe moving him on um, and being kind of one of the guys that we, we do move on just to uh, raise some funds. But I think he's it's definitely worth keeping around in the squad. As I said, I think Jose Marino's a big fan. I think that um, he, he, you know, he'll come in and do a job, in, especially in these European games, and we need that big squad. So, um, yeah, that definitely for me, it was, you know, it was nice to see him get on the score sheet. Um, and as I said, I think he's a guy that I'd, I'd like to see stay at Spurs for at least one more year um, and just be as a, an option. Yep, Eric Lamella still here, still slogging away. Is Eric Lamella? I mean, to be fair to him. It was so much space he had to calmly control and score that goal. But he used the ball well on the hole. Early in the second half, dribbled through the centre past and a string of attempted tackles and shot himself when perhaps he should have passed to Bergvine. Tested the keeper with another shot soon after but missed an unmarked header from close range. Always a threat, but a Mr Hatful of missed chances of his own real creation. Chris, what's your thoughts on Eric Lamella? Because that goal he scored was just his fourth with his right foot. In his senior career, 50 in total. And question also here from Bobby at Spurs. Bobby, who says, I know supporters are really split on Lamella. Would you like to see Daniel Levy move him on or keep him at the club? Eric Lamella has always frustrated me. As Jamie's just said, he's got huge ability, always has done ever since he came to the club. When we signed him, um, you know, he, he had a long term injury, was out for a long time. Um, whenever he seems to get his chances, he needs to grab them. And tonight was one of those. You know, yes, Tottenham have won the game. But had the result have been different, you know, there would have been a lot of frustrated Tottenham fans saying, how many chances tonight did Eric Lamella miss? You know, we had a hatful of chances. He weren't the only one tonight, but, you know, we had a fair few. But we should have been a lot more clinical than what we were tonight. And perhaps we would, we would have scored, uh, you know, six, seven or eight. But one thing that He's really impressing me um, at Tottenham at the moment. Is you think back last week, you know, we were, um, it was 1-1 against Plovdiv. We, we, we turned the game around. Up to 44 minutes, uh, Southampton on Sunday. You know, it all looked pretty bleak. We were 1-0 down. Um, you know, it looked bleak going into, um, you know, go, going in at halftime, 1-0 down. And then today, 20 minutes uh, to the end, you know, it was 1-1, and even you, Ricky, put in our group, oh, I think Tottenham are going to throw this away. Well, we're turning these games round, and it's not quality football, and it's not, um, you know, superb what, what people are expecting. But Jose Mourinho is a winner, and he's grinding these games out one by one. You know, it was such a, a poor performance and a poor result on the opening day of the season. But these three games since... You know, we're grinding the results out and that is the most important thing because every single one of us Tottenham fans have said that it's always about getting over that line, getting the winning mentality and most importantly, winning games and winning important games. And, you know, tonight was no different. But would I sell Eric Lamella? Um, you know, going back to the question, um, I would probably sell him. Yes, I'd probably move him on. Um, I think if Jose Mourinho can get, you know, some some decent money, you know, he's making some very, very good signings. You know, we're not spending huge amounts of money like some of the other clubs, but we're doing exceptionally good deals at the moment and bringing in leaders and winners. So 
Um, I think if you can bring in another leader and another winner and get rid of Eric Lamella, then I'd certainly do that. Interesting. Thanks for that, Chris. We had a few shouts during that game of Bravo Surge coming from Jose Mourinho on the touchline and then Sacramento, to be fair to him, really talking the players through the game. He wanted plenty of pressing. They were trying to encourage that. And just on surgery, I think a couple of superb crosses in for Lamella and Kane in the second half. That should have really resulted in goals. Lee, what did you make of Sergio's performance? Under pressure now, of course, from the signing of Matt Doherty in the summer. Would he be a player mm. looking to keep mm. or would you move him on, Lee? I think we got one of these on the list of questions, didn't we? I, I can't. Um, I don't think I. I believe myself saying this, but I think I think I'd keep him now. We've got we've got uh, Matt Doherty uh, in in the side, and he's still clearly getting up to fitness. And look, there's no doubt that Serge maybe I don't want to be disrespectful to Serge because I've got a lot of respect for what he did, you know, for his family reasons and still playing through and that sort of stuff. He, he did show a side of him that I didn't think existed actually. So you know, I've come to warm to him a little bit. Which I'm, I'm quite surprised with it. I'm actually saying that. In terms of his footballing ability, he does put decent crosses in. I, I think that I, I, I'm actually at the beginning to say that like, I'm buzzing and we got through, and that is true. But if you, you know, from an analysis point of view in the game, there wasn't anybody really on the pitch until towards the end. I think that, that Son's goal uh, came from him dropping his shoulder to begin with on the left hand side, and then the ball worked its way over to the right to come back over to him. But no one really dropped their shoulder. No, no one really kind of went past anybody. No one they was getting into into positions, but wasn't ready to take his man on. But, although, you know, you could argue is that his role. But he, he, he did put in a, a good few uh, good crosses. And like I say, if we had our shooting boots on, if we were attacking, attacking that ball a bit more, we could have scored the five or six that everybody's kind of shouting about. So, you know, it's difficult because the opposition tonight is not, is not great. But, you know, I think... I don't like the word backup, as you know, from a striker perspective. But I think that, you know, I, I would probably keep Sergio now and, and have two and have two genuine right backs at the football club. Um, but I do appreciate that, you know, with the amount of mind blowing signings that Daniel Levy and Steve Itchen are making this this window, we might have to get rid of a few players in, in order to free up the overseas spots. It's interesting, isn't it, on Sir Juria? Because it was funny during that game as well. We saw one moment where, coming around to you, Jamie, we saw him shout him, hey, that's effing sloppy. I mean, Ori has got that character where he does play very much kind of lazy-daisical um, in terms of his approach. I mean, do you see a situation where Ori will still be a Spurs player or do you think he will get his move? And we understand, Jamie, I mean, you might know more of this than I am, but he seems to want a move to one of the top five clubs in Europe or top European leagues. Is that even going to be a possibility for Serge? I think Lee's right in terms of um, it depends on, on our transfer business and, and how, you know, whether we want to move players on. And if Serge Aurier is a player that we want to move on to raise some funds, then I'd accept that. But in all honesty, again, like Lee said, I'm coming, I'm, you know, I'm starting to warm to him again. I think it's really great that we've got those options. We've got so many games now. Um, and, we, you know, we're playing in multiple competitions. And so to have two fullbacks on either side, I think that's a really big that's a really big factor. And, and Sergio Rea, um, you know, he, he has been frustrating at times. I think defensively, he's definitely got concerns. And then, of course, you know, he can be very lackadaisical, as you said, um, in terms of, you know, can make mistakes. But in terms of attacking fullback, he still can be very talented. I thought there were a lot of times, yes, we said, you know, You've got to be cautious of uh, getting too excited about his performance because of the opposition. But, you know, I still thought, he, you know, he did a lot of good stuff going forwards. Um, and, I, and I think that it will be only good for him having that competition of, of Doherty. I think now 
Um, if he does think that he's going to stay at the football club, I think that that's going to raise his game and, and potentially push Doherty on. So I think that's really great that there's that competition there now. Um, if it was up to me, I'd like to see Sergio Aurea stay at the club. Um, but look, as I said earlier, I think it just depends on on our transfer plans. And, um, you know, if, if it was the case that we'd have to sacrifice Sergio Aurea to to bring in another top defender, then uh, then I'd be I'd happily do it. Now, guys, we've already brought him up. So let's get straight into this debate. Tungi and Dombele. Now, what was very interesting is during that game, we saw Jose Mourinho really wanting Tungi to get on the ball and join the attack. We heard cries of, go Tungi, go Tungi. And it does seem to be Jose Mourinho's favourite phrase. We also heard him say, that's great, Tungi, Tresbien. And, you know, it's great to actually see. I mean, listen, you can tell how excited I am already by the nature of Mourinho. It does appear that Ndombele's got himself a real second chance at Tottenham. And he's absolutely grabbing it. I mean, I thought his work rate was superb. Defensive work as well was great. Chris, are you going to share this loving with me? Just how good Ndombele looked. I know it's only 90 minutes. We can't get carried away. But my God, that's a bit more of an improvement, isn't it? It just seems so funny how we're celebrating a player <laughs> completing 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what well, has it come to? What has it come to? I know. But it, it, no, it was a, a very, very good performance. I am so pleased for him as a player and for the football club and all of us fans that... You know, he, he is turning it around. You know, he played 45 minutes on Sunday, uh, which was good to see. 90 minutes tonight away in Macedonia. And uh, no, it, it was a really, really good performance, a man of the match performance. And um, particularly after the year that he has had since his you know, record signing last year, um, he was very, very poor last year. And, uh, you know, to, to see the contrast, you know, this progress, there is real progress in this player. And, and it's really showing that he's worked very, very hard. You know, he's working hard on his fitness. He's worked hard on his weight. He's worked hard in every areas of his game. And it's really nice to see that Jose Mourinho has given him the second chance because, you know, Mourinho is quite often criticised for for not giving um, players chances and falling out with players and, you know, just giving up on players and then, you know, shipping them out and selling them on. Um, and I'm just so glad that, you know, a, a player of this ability, we all know what ability he's got. You know, we've all seen it before, you know, playing for Leon, etc. And uh, we want to see that um, at Tottenham week in, week out. So now he's completed the 90 minutes. Let's hope that, you know, he can go on in the next couple of games and, and keep getting time under his belt and, and getting fitter and fitter. And I just think we're going to see a better and better player because him um, at his best, I think, is just going to be breathtaking. And the, the players that we've signed as well. Um, you know, I'm very, very excited for the next couple of months. If if all of these players can stay fit and we can keep, you know, getting over the line and winning these games, then there are some really exciting times ahead for us all. I have to totally agree with you on that. And what was interestingly coming around to you, we saw Mourinho really dishing out plenty of instructions for Ndombele and he was back in Spurs' own box to make an important defensive header. Great was, tracking yeah. back. <laughs> Great evening for him. A first 90 minutes since December 28th was all over the pitch and showed some great moments also of creativity another step Lee in the right direction for Tongi yeah for sure and again like, I just want to caveat it all by saying the same thing the, uh, the opposition and we're celebrating 90 minutes rather than you know that's just standard what footballers should be doing but you're right he, he got back into almost like a left back position didn't he with a, a header uh, over his own back to um, uh, to get back, and then he had a, um, a, a run all the way up the pitch, didn't he, on, on the attack? And I was thinking, this is the eighty seventh minute. What's happening here, Tungo? You know, you, you'd be having a sandwich uh, on the on a touchline like six months ago in that situation. So look, I, I mean, I think I think you made you made a really good point earlier that, uh, or somebody did one of the listeners' questions said, 
you know, um, uh, you know, Chungai has passed the, uh, the Mourinho test. Uh, you know, what happened? What, what about now with Delhi? But the, the, the point being is that Delhi hadn't had that test yet. Delhi's test is happening right now. Chungai has had this from, from the day that Mourinho joined the club. So he's taken him a while to come through. But look, credit where's credit's due. Um, you can see, I mean, there was one point, I can't remember what time, uh, what time of the game it was, lads, but you'll remember there was one ball I think he threaded through an unbelievable through ball for Serge Aurier, I think, to come in on the right-hand side. It was, it was a perfect pass. Um, and it was a good cross, actually. And again, no one was attacking the ball in the, in, in the box. But anybody on here or any of the listeners have, have, have doubted his quality. I think we've always said, Rick, you right? Are, are you with me? Like, we've always said, He's got quality. You know me, Matt. I've never, I've never doubted this bloke. Well, I refuse him, so it's costing me friendships. This one. <laughs> but I think, I think that uh, I, I think you'll be all right there, mate. But uh, no, I think, um, I think that the penny is now dropped with him, and and it's kind of like, oh right, this is the work ethic that I need to put in. This is what I need to do. And look, it's all water under the bridge now. We are where we are. Let's forget the last twelve months. They're gone. You know, let's 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 look at it from a point of view of these twelve months was given in the point that he can be today and the point that he was in today was a, a very good performance and um, and I don't know if he got man of the match did he did he actually get man of the match I'm not sure we can take the last one on Spurs man of the so, match if we can give it to him we can give him that one the last one on Spurs man of the match I'm not even sure Lee in this competition you even get man of the match that might be just the, the nature of it we've got the oh, goals really? out of the wrong size we can't we got to dig our yeah. own penalty holes and now we can't even give man of the matches I out I told you from day one when Jose started it, mate. It's the crazy train. I bring it up every week. You know it is, and this oh, is even dear. crazier stuff. So, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not in a downbeat mood with, uh, you know, with uh, the people moaning about certain things or whatever. But the point being is that you've got to remember how to enjoy it. Like, with one forty-one tonight, it is a crazy train. We've got bloody, like you just said, goals at five centimeters too small. I mean, what is absolutely going on here? But you've got to try and enjoy it. And I think Chingai did that tonight. I think he enjoyed it. I, I, I tell you what, you know I go on about haircuts and all that sort of stuff, and some people think I'm an absolute nutter, but it is all about playing with a smile on your face. You, you've got yeah. to approach life sometimes with a smile on your face. If you're constantly looking down, if you're constantly having a, you know, a, a sad grimace on your face, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to go through life with being a bloody sad grimace. Mm. You know, sometimes you've got to go, go in with a happy face and you've got to smile and you've got to get involved. And uh, it's not being about being realistic or unrealistic or whatever. It's just approaching it with a, uh, with a glass half full. And tonight, the glass is definitely half full. It's three quarters. It's properly full. We won 3-1. Tonga's getting man of the match from last word on Spurs. I mean, what else do you want? And by the way, if you are feeling a bit down, we sound bail last week. <laughs> there you go. The Lee McQueen anecdote. No to worry about. Take some of those pills, you'll be absolutely fine. Jamie, let's get your thoughts on Don Belay, because I know you're itching to get your views across. Only his second 90-minute stint under Jose Mourinho. And I think he would have done in the world of confidence, Jay, wouldn't it? And the fitness as well, the world of good. He was, like we mentioned, dishing out plenty of instructions for him. And the Frenchman really responded by putting in a really good shift. When the Celso came on too, he was more of a withdrawn role. Made a long run back to make a crucial defensive header, which will have pleased the boss. He was running up in the pitch in the final minutes. His passing was rarely, and even with the odd trademark pirouette, this was just the performance he needed. And you know, Jay, he does say in the past with Mourinho that he has to break players first to get the best out of him. Yeah. Has he broken Ndombele to suddenly create this guy that we don't even know about now? What's going on? Yeah, look, look, let's forget the Jose Mourinho test. I think we we can only get excited about uh, Ndombele when he's passed the Jason McGovern test. I think that'd be uh, 
when we know Tongyin Dombele's made it, I think that that's the test. I might even pass that test, mate, to be honest with you. I think I failed that one myself. <laughs> so, yeah, look, it was, no, I'm, I'm really pleased that you managed to get 90 minutes. And I think that says a lot. I think um, over recent weeks, you know, with Jose Mourinho's comments and the amount of game time that he's been given, of course, started on the weekend as well. I think it's all heading in the right direction that he, uh, that he has passed that test under Jose Mourinho. Um, I remember when... Um, Joseph was asked about Bruno signing Bruno Fernandez, um, and did he regret? You know, he obviously got uh, he had Lascelso, um, and would he have swapped the two? And he said that he was so pleased with what he got Lascelso because when he started, he had a difficult time. Um, he struggled to get into Mourinho's side, but what he did is he went away and proved to Jose Mourinho that he was um, going to get into his starting eleven. And um, it does feel as though Tongi and Dombele's done the same. So. It's definitely a thing under Jose Mourinho that he kind of tests these players um, and, and sees how they react. And um, look, Tiongi and Dombele is clearly showing a, a big reaction. Um, I think one one big thing for me is is so exciting is that midfield. I know we've obviously made these superb signings. We've got Gareth Bale in, we've got Regulon in. Um, so, you know, potentially Milan Skriniar. So lots of very exciting signings. But one Whoa, big addition. This is like a brain blow up, man. Uh, isn't it? Like it's, uh, you just wheel them off, Jamie. Just, exactly, just do it but, again for us, Roya. I mean, that, but, just just wheel them names off again, and then and then and then let me let me just let that sink in to see whether or not <laughs> all the and ink out people start like get atting at me. You can if you want. At Lee McQueen, by the way. You know, just just roll them off again for us. Jamie. Here we go. Here we go. One more time, Billy. Go on. Gareth Bale. Unbelievable. Sergio Regulon. Get involved. And, and Milan Skriniar. Well, if he signs, but mate, honestly, that can we not have just... Milik as well and Ruben Diaz in there, Jay? Just, oh, just, for, no, just, for just, fight in. just fight them all in, Rick. <laughs> Levy's probably getting them all in, mate. He's got a mad <laughs> fella. He's loving it. Go on, Levy. I'm loving it. Don Levy, just, as, yeah. as, as Lily White Rose uh, put out the, the other day. Don Levy, spot on. <laughs> so <laughs> just to, just to, just to finish up on that as well is you know I said we've made all those you know hopefully we'll make all those brilliant signings, but actually two players. You know that we haven't seen a lot of and, and could potentially be like new signings is Lacelso and Ndombele this year. I think if you've got those two in central midfield, that's very very exciting propositions. So as much as those new signings Great are exciting, point. I think that having those two in midfield and hopefully staying fit now and and being a regular starters, that could uh, be an even bigger boost for Spurs. So I'm uh, really looking forward to that. Top points. Listen, we've got to go for a very quick break before we absolutely combust here. When we return, we are talking Delhi Ali's performance. We are talking about Spurs' defence, that leaky defence that keeps on conceding goals. We've also got Newcastle United to come at the weekend. Lots to come. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this very, very short break. If you're unemployed or your income has reduced, you may be able to get financial support from the government. Universal Credit and other benefits could support you if you've lost your job or you're still working but earning less than usual. To find out more, search online for employment and benefits help. Eligibility criteria apply. The new NHS COVID-19 app shows me my risk of coronavirus and helps me protect my mum. It lets me know fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus so I can quickly warn Dan. It shows me the risk level in my area immediately so I can tell Sue. It helps me protect all my loved ones, like Kim and Chris. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. Hey, Jose. Well done. 3-1 win. We move on to the next round. What, what was your assessment tonight? Job done. Uh, that's the most important thing. 
uh, job done, no extra time, no extra 30 minutes that we don't need, uh, no injuries. I think it's about that, is job done. Was the performance uh, good? No. Was bad? No. Uh, it's difficult. The pitch uh, was not good. The empty stadium doesn't help. The goal too early probably didn't help to for the the rest of the game. Uh, the feeling was is done and it's quite easy and was not easy and was not done. And then after the goal we had to to react. I reacted on the bench. The players reacted on the pitch and. Uh, we scored two goals to win it. Before that, we had uh, had this from Harry and and Coco centimeters away. So no doubts about we deserve it to to win. So it's not the moment for great performance. It's not the Bulgarian game or this one. No, it's, it's, it's job done. It's the most important thing. And now one last match, finally at home to get into the group phase. For Halifax, we understand that life's been anything but normal this year. You might feel okay being outside, or maybe you still feel safer being at home. Perhaps it might be the time to consider your next move. However, you feel about the future, we're the people here to help. Halifax, it's a people thing. The new NHS COVID-19 app immediately shows me the risk of coronavirus in my area, so I can warn Mel. It lets me quickly check into venues with a QR scanner so I can protect Alid. It tells me fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can alert Emma. It helps me protect all my loved ones, even Andy Sue. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. Hello and welcome back to the second half of The Last Word on Spurs, providing you with instant reaction. And when I say instant, the script came out seconds after this game. So guys, I hope you appreciate the fast turnaround. Our team literally have just clocked themselves up from the game straight onto here to give you instant reaction to this game. And like I say, we're discussing Spurs' win which takes them into the final playoff for the Europa League, in which the opportunity comes to nearly advance to the group stages. We made hard work of it, but that is Tottenham, as you guys all know. Now, one of the players this week that has hit the headlines for a number of different reasons over his future, if he will still be a Spurs player at the end of this window, is Deli Ali. Chris, for a player that you feel it was going to be an important game for him to prove a point to Jose Mourinho, did he? Tonight, I don't think he did. No, I, I think that um, Deli Ali should have taken his chances. He had, you know, a great chance um, from the cross to uh, to put the ball in the net. He, he fouled. Um, he then had another great chance where he surged forward and 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 didn't hit the target. And uh, I don't think he took his chance tonight. You know, of course, there was a lot of, a big focus on Deli Ali tonight because Jose Mourinho said in the press conference that. You know, we want that performance from Deli Ali, and we're expecting it from him. We all know as fans, he knows the manager, how good Deli Ali can be. Um, we're just not getting that Deli Ali at the moment. And he just looks so frustrated on the pitch. You know, even when I was watching the game and, you know, one of our players was taking a throw in, Deli Ali wanted the ball there and then. Uh, he wanted it quicker. Um, it didn't go to him. Uh, player threw it to someone else. And he just looks so frustrated. And 
it's just not it's just not going for him at the moment. Nothing seems to be falling for him at the moment. And you know, really frustrating for him. It's frustrating for the manager, and it's frustrating for us fans because, as I said, we all know you know, what Deli Ali can produce. And we're just not getting there at the minute. I know, Lee, coming around to you, it's a player that you absolutely adore and you don't want to see him leave. But we saw even in that first half that, you know, Mourinho wasn't best pleased with Deli Ali, failing to pay attention where he should have been pressing. And we heard Mourinho shout him, attention, Deli, attention, Deli, accompanied by a spot of swearing. I mean, Lee, tell us, I mean, what does the future hold for Deli? Because I'm going to be honest with you, you know, as much as you're a friend of mine, I worry for Deli now in this team. I, I don't know where he fits in. I want him to be part of this squad because I think there's genuine quality there on his day. But the word potential, I mean, how long can a player live off that word and continue to live off that word? <laughs> well, I think, I think you know, you're, you're, you're obviously a very good friend of mine, Rick, as well. But, you know, it, we're not talking about potential here. I mean, Deli Ali's played 157 games in the Premier League and scored 50 Premier League goals. But people will say to you, what about the last two well, seasons? No, no, no. That's not, hang on, hang on. That's not, that's not potential. You're talking about, oh, we're, we're waiting for potential. He scored, he scored 50 goals in 157 mm. games. Yeah. Right, so he's, he's already proven, right? So it's not a potential. In, in the last two seasons, in the last three seasons, you could actually even go back the last four seasons, to be fair. So three seasons plus this one, he hasn't got into double figures in um, uh, in goals, um, and his, his assists have uh, have been kind of a little bit wayward as well. So there's no doubt that he's lost his way a little bit. Um, and I suppose all I would say, because I am a little bit biased, uh, because I do like him, I, I generally think he's going to be a superstar. And I think when people start talking, and we've had this debate, you know, you know, off air and on the WhatsApp group between us and whatever, when people start talking about Tungon Dembele, keep him over Delhi, you know. You're talking about Tunga and Dembele having potential because we've never seen him happen, having uh, do it. Whereas Delhi's done it. Having said that, when we're taking, when we're just looking at Delhi on his own, look, you can't you can't defend what his form over the last kind of 12, 14 months. You can't defend that. It's difficult. He he's he's very frust- like what Chris said. He's very he seems like a frustrated player, and he's also very frustrating to watch. Does that make sense? Because you know he's got some quality in there, and he's got a flick or a trick, but he doesn't say doesn't seem to to to, to be doing it. I mean, when Chase was coming, don't don't forget. I mean, he scored. I think he scored eight goals and four assists or something like that when when Joseph first came into the club. He scored that wonderful goal against Manchester United. That, that was only like a few months back, you know, put, uh, you know, put, uh, pre-lockdown. It wasn't that long ago, so he's still got the quality there. I think when you when you put him into the system and the point that uh, Jamie just made about you know Gio and Tenga and Dembele, you know, if they, if if everybody's fully fit and firing. We've probably got six midfielders for uh, for three places if he plays a four three three, and you got uh, a Sissoko and a, a Hoiber, Winks, Tungo and Dembele, uh, Deli and Gio, and and actually if you're picking a starting lineup in a three, Deli probably in current form doesn't get into that side. So 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 you've got to back the manager, and if the manager is saying, look, if the manager's putting the putting the pressure on him like he is at the moment, you've got to perform, and he did, he's doing a He's doing a, what he did to Tungon Dembele or whatever. And, and like Jamie pointed out earlier, he did with Lo Celso when he first came. If he's putting him under pressure to prove himself, he's got to do that. But if 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 Jose's had a look at him already and gone, look, I don't think he fits into my system, then, and a lot of people have said that, and I've tried to back it, and, oh, no, he can fit into a 4-3-3. He can be a Frank Lampard. No, I did see that he did, he don't, he, he was running into spaces and getting in between the lines tonight, but just not receiving. It's very slow. It doesn't seem his game. Like he'd make runs and then Toby, it was a, it was a classic example. He made deep run 
where Delhi's really good at getting in the box late, like, making them runs, and no one's picking him up. And then Toby just turned the ball and passed it sideways. And you just think like, he, and that's why he's getting frustrated. So I think it's a comp. Sorry to waffle on, but I think it's a combination of all them things. No, I'm not. I am Mr. Happy and Mr. Optimistic or whatever, but I'm not deluded. Delhi is not in good form. I just back him because I think it's a bad bit of form. Class is permanent. Form is temporary. And and I think we should stick with him and back him. But I will understand when you boys contradict me on that and say something else. And uh, and I can understand why you would say that because he isn't in form. And if if Jose doesn't want him in the in the team or he's not part of his plans, it is painful for me because I think he's a superstar. But, you know, if he's not going to play, he may as well move him on. But he's, he's only 24. He yeah, scored 50 Premier League yeah. goals. He's mm. only 24. Lo Celso is 24. Ndombele is 24. Winks is 24. And Deli Alli is 24. Like, you know, you've got to put it into context. He's burst onto the scene. And, you know, 10 goals in 33 games, 18 goals in 37 games, 9 goals in 36 games. Is it, is it that startly the then, that, if anything? Because of the expectations he raised himself. Is that the problem he gave himself? That's high expectations of his start, maybe? Maybe. I mean, the, se- the season that we were challenging for the Premier League against Leicester mm. and then obviously against uh, Chelsea uh, the, the following season, he was he was outstanding. Pinning goals, confidence. Again, we say it all the time, Rick, don't we? But it's a confidence mm. thing. But I also wonder you know, if, ter- go- if people worked him out a little bit, Lee. That's not- maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's, it is really Maybe tricky. he needs to move. Maybe he does need to move to a yeah. different club to, yeah. to do something different. Maybe he does need to go abroad. Um, you know, if he was to move on, hopefully for again come back to my personal view maybe it would be in a loan so then he could come back to Tottenham because I do think he's a superstar and and I feel I feel bad for him that he's lost his way if it's an attitude problem sometimes you do see him throwing things around and you know you saw in a documentary him and Eric Dyer pop at each other and whatever and you know maybe it is an attitude maybe uh, Jose doesn't like that part of it but he's lost his nastiness he's he's lost his, his edge when Delhi first came into the that's Premier League, that's what made him League, wonderful. Yeah, though, that's what exactly, made him amazing. Rick. Yeah, exactly. That is what made him amazing. That, that is exactly. And he's got to try and find that back. So sorry to nickel no, the airtime fine. on Delhi, but yep. but you know that that's my point. I can't be more fair than that. I do like the player. I want him to stay, mm. but I'm not deluded enough to think that he's not in bad form because he is. But he's got to play himself out of it. Yeah. Himself up. Pull up by a scruff of neck. Look at yourself in the mirror, Delhy, and say, "Do I want this? Do I want this at this club? I'm going to fight for it." Because Tungan Dembele's just done that. So why can't Delhi? Yeah, I mean, the worrying thing that like we said here tonight is that this was a game where you want Delhi to kind of take it by the scruff of the neck and really show us that he still wants to be at the club. And it's one of those things where, for me personally, just to put it out there, you know, I didn't want Delhi Ali to leave the club. I Still, part of me doesn't want him to leave. But then when he's on the pitch, you can see, like you boys have said, he just looks so frustrated and angry. And I just wonder, are we ever going to get that player back from the first couple of seasons? I, I really do. And before I come to Jamie on this, load of questions in on Delhi Ali. I must read some of these out. Stefan at Stefan Charles 9 says, how can people defend Delhi's performances any longer? Surely if we sold him, we could bring in a top-class centre-back who would be much stronger. We don't have the time to see if he regains his form over the past two seasons. It's time to sell up. Mike Sumter says, we won't see the best of Delhi until he's given the minutes with both Harry Kane and Hummin Son. They bring the best out in him. No wonder he's frustrated when he has Lamella and Nori around him for creativity most of the time. And to be fair, I mean, that is a fair point. The Punisher says, do you think the end is best for Delhi? Tungi passed the Jose test, yet Delhi looks absolutely lacklustre. He should have scored in the first half and Jose could be heard swearing at Delhi for not tracking back. We know Jose likes Delhi, but it's clear... He's not applying himself. We've had further questions in from B. Ray Handel, Brendan Holidge. I mean, Jamie, Delhi Ali. I know a player that you've 
often, you know, championed. You've tried to defend him. I just wonder, Jay, you know, he came off after an hour, after really struggling to make an impact in that game. I mean, listen, let's be honest about it also. He did cover a lot of ground in an attacking sense, went on a long run in the first half, which in the end saw his effort deflected wide. Did he do enough, Jay, for you to convince Jose Mourinho that he should be part of his long-term plans? Yeah, look, look, firstly, I'm, I'm gutted for Delhi because for me, I think it does come down to confidence. As Lee said, you know, the, the stats that he's produced over the years, he's an absolutely quality player. I just think it, that at the moment, it's frustration, as, as Chris said. And I think it's, you know, he's just lacking confidence. And um, confidence in elite sport is such a massive thing. I mean, you look at Fernando Torres, absolutely in an environment that he was loved, in an environment that he enjoyed. He was doing so well at Liverpool. Then, of course, he goes to Chelsea and, and then he loses that confidence. And then you see, you know, the effect that it had on him. You know, he, was, he obviously missed that incredible chance at Old Trafford. Um, you know, he used to be such a clinical player. And I think it's the same with Dele Alli. I just think he's kind of in a negative spiral at the moment. And he looks so frustrated all the time. And it, and it does come down. I think what it's, you know, it comes down to Delhi now. I think that he's got, I think he's got to just get his, really get his head down. And I think as Lee, you know, Lee put it perfectly, you know, he's got to look at himself in the mirror and think, how much do I want this? Because I've, I've experienced it before in, in my own sport in terms of that confidence. Um, you know, I remember there was a time when I was really struggling to, to perform and I knew I was so frustrated because I knew I could, I was able to run so much better. And then I, you know, it went away, really worked hard on it. And, and now I've come up the other side. And I think that that's the case with Delhi. It's just about going and working hard and how hard, how much does he want to get back to his best. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, the other thing as well, I think, with Delhi Ali as well, is I think it's, you know, it's, I'd like to see him work on the rest of his game. I'd like to try and see him become an all-rounding midfielder. I think that, you know, as we've said, he doesn't really seem to fit in this Jose Mourinho system. Well, I'd like to see him try and become, a, maybe become a better rounded midfielder. I think that he'd definitely benefit himself from, from working as, um, from being able to adjust the different positions. You know, we, we know he's obviously a fantastic uh, number 10 and, and potentially false nine when he makes those late runs off, off the back of Harry Kane. But he needs to be able to try and apply, you know, put himself in different positions. And I think that, that would definitely benefit his game. Um, but, it, you know, it all comes down to how much does he want it and how hard is he willing to work. And, you know, we, we don't know how hard he's going to work in training. We obviously know that Jose Mourinho threw him under the bus a bit in the documentary in terms of uh, saying that he doesn't work as, you know, he's, he's a lazy trainer. Well, Look, I think, it, as, I, as I said, you know, Delhi's got to really want it now. And um, if he does want it, I, I, I think that he's a guy that definitely could get back to his best. We know how talented he is. Um, but, it, you know, ultimately, as Jose Mourinho said, it, it, it does come down to Delhi Alley. Um, he's got to try and work hard to, to, to get back and try and regain that confidence. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he does get that chance with Jose Mourinho in these next coming weeks. Now, Chris, typically Tottenham couldn't keep the clean sheet. We saw Davis give away the ball and Nafiu popped it in top bins into that top corner. It was an absolute belter of a strike. And to be fair to Joe Hart, nothing he could do about that. Chris, Ben Davis, you know, a player that probably is looking to try and make an impression, obviously ahead of Regulion potentially starting at the weekend. What did you make of that goal we conceded, Chris? Should we have done much better there or do you just kind of take your hat off and think that's a wonderful strike? No, we we were quite slow to react. I think there were three Tottenham defenders there. Uh, no one looked to block, and uh, what a finish! It was a absolute world class finish. As you say, Joe Hart could have done nothing about that on his debut. 
Um, you know, I don't think even Joe Hart touched the ball very much in that game, um, apart from picking that ball out the net. But um, with, with Ben Davis, of course, Sergio Regulon has now come in. You know, there's good competition. Um, and that's what I'm really liking about what um, what Jose Mourinho is doing at the moment and the squad he's building because he is getting all of the players to to fight. You know, there's real competition now and players have to perform. They have to perform. Otherwise, you know, they're not going to be in the starting eleven. And, and that is, you know, what every single you know, footballer plays football for. They want to be in the starting eleven. So it's great that Mourinho is bringing in competition. And uh, hopefully Tottenham this season will have so many games, we will need to rotate the squad and we will need to use everyone. And I fully expected players like Joe Hart to play today because of the uh, the running that Tottenham have got. As I've said, four games in 12 days and then now we're playing Newcastle in just a couple of days' time. But yeah, it's great that we've got so much competition in all of these places. Because when you think back, so last season, Mourinho was moaning like hell about you know not having enough players, and now we've got all of these players. And as the others have mentioned, you know Regulon's got to come in, Gareth Bale's got to come in. Um, a lot of the players um, you know haven't featured very much this season so far. So it's really really exciting. We've got a really really good squad, and if we could sign uh, Milik and Skriniar as well, my God, you know Tottenham could be seriously up there, you know, challenging. So I'm really excited uh, by all of this. Mm. It's crazy, isn't it? We're kind of still mentioning these, these names after the signing of Bale and Regulion. It would be great. And I think, like I say, that will be the definitive difference whether Tottenham are, like I say, contesting for the top four or whether they could go even higher. I mean, that is the real question, isn't it? How much does Daniel Levy want to spend to take Tottenham to where Jose Munio wants to take Tottenham? That's going to be the big one. But just back on this goal, Lee, coming around to you, it was a great strike from 20 yards. Yeah. Spurs paying the price really for their religiancy in front of goal really we missed so many chances we know and you did get the feeling when we didn't we get did. that second goal at the time that equaliser was coming to some degree I mean Ben Davis he would have probably felt really disappointed that he should have done better really with you know the opportunity to clear the ball there and Joe Hart as kind of Chris mentioned nothing really for 53 mm. minutes apart from having to rush out and grab the ball back from the onrushing attacker's feet and then he picks the ball out the back of his net I mean very disappointing for Joe Hart nothing he could do really great strike wasn't it it was a world. It was it absolutely. There's no stopping that. It was. Uh, it was like a Wanyama bullet against uh, against Liverpool. I, I'm waiting for the Macedonian fans actually to start like mocking up the old rockets. Uh, you know, coming out of the back of that ball uh, when they start looking back of it. You know, like the flames coming off the back of that ball when he's when he's kicked it. It was. A, it was. A, it, Joe Hart couldn't do anything. And just just quickly on Joe Hart, I think he made a couple of good passes actually tonight. Uh, you know, quite quite ironically with Pep uh, fighter sacking him for. We're not been able to distribute, um, and also uh, if you if you haven't caught it, try. I think it's on social media. It's on, it's on the Tottenham Hotspur website. Have a look at his post-match interview. It's uh, very damning on our performance. Joe Hart was very very honest, um, and uh, he you know he said that we were we were poor. He said we were rubbish today. Um, so it's quite an interesting uh, viewpoint from from the goalkeeper himself. The, the worry. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was never worried tonight. I genuinely wasn't worried. Like, I wasn't sitting there, like, worrying, thinking, oh, even when the goal went in, I, I just knew we'd win the game. I, it was one of them, like, I just knew. I, I weren't I weren't worried at all. I weren't getting a bit, little bit frustrated because you want your team... Look, every week you want your team to go and win 5-6-0, don't you? But the, these these are potential banana skins. And like I said earlier, they had one shot on target and it, and it was a world and it went in the back of the net. Like, we had eight... We had eight shots on target tonight and 16 attempts in total on goal. You know, that that's and 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 65% of the ball, that's a decent return. Like if you if you do that every single week, you will win football matches. You'll probably get 2.2, 2.3 points per game, and that'll get you a top three, top two finish. 
so you know from a stats perspective it's, it's pretty good ratios I appreciate we're we're playing the opposition that we were but there is always a Rick or there's always mm. a here you go Rick there's always a Rick um, no there's always <laughs> there seems to always be like a lack of concentration or something yep in the game it's just you know we've got to get that out of our of our um, out of our system and I'm sure we will under you know like you keep saying Rick and you're right changing of the mentality mm. it's so true isn't it it really really is and Jamie coming around to you mentioned some other players there I mean Turbio Navarro headed wide from a corner in the first half didn't really have much to do in the second half Davids and Sanchez, to be fair to him, one loose head in the first half. Aside from that, I think he did everything that was asked of him. And as we mentioned, Serge Uria, you know, again, Serge is in there purely at the basis that we've got to try and rotate this team. Ben Davis, I mean, as we said, you probably expect him to see more minutes now because of the amount of games we've got. I mean, Jamie, from a defensive perspective, what do you think of Tottenham? Because we've got another question in here. This is from Manuel Bossio. Who doesn't want much, Jay? He says, clearly showing we need two new central defenders. What do you guys think? I mean, Jamie, for a man that, you know, that daily hotspur, you're, you know, pushing us towards Milan yeah. Skriniar. I can't see us getting Diaz <laughs> too. Can you? Can you see us getting both? No, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? But um, no, I, th- I, th- I think we're, we're okay in centre-back. I think. Are we um, though, Jay? Well, oh, but no, are we? Are we, are we, Sorry, are we me, okay? Me... Are we okay? Well, I, I, once we've added one of the top, one of those top options in terms of a Diaz or Scrinyard, then I think we'd be we'd be sorted. I think. Can I ask you, Jay? Um, you, you're saying we're sorted there. So you feel just on that point, I've got to ask you this. You're saying that if we bring in Scrinyard, you still mm. feel confident with him partnering either Dyer yeah, or yeah. Sanchez or Alderweireld? Yeah. Because for me, I still mm. feel. I don't know. If you feel the same here. I still feel Jay. There's Ricks now. Not not me, but I still feel there's issues <laughs> in terms of. You know, Alderweireld for me has lost a yard of pace. I look yeah. at Davison Sanchez; he's got a, he's got. A, I can use that word again, Rick in him. And then look at um, obviously Eric Dyer, who wants to be a centre back. I'm not yeah, convinced def- he is. If it's me, I think we need two. Rick over Eric Dyer. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Eric Dyer for me is uh, has been very disappointing. He's had a disappointing mm-hmm. start to the season. I think um, you know, Joseph Ramirez is clearly a big fan of him, but. For me, I think you know he was kind of at fault for one of the goals on the weekend. Mm. Um, I think it was a ball over the top, and he and he just kind of misjudged his header. I think it has been a difficult start to the season for him. So um, he's not particularly one that I'm keen to see too much of. Um, I think the two that I'm, I'm most excited to see actually, and, and potentially partner Skriniar if he does come mm. in and is the player that we hope he's going to be. Um, I, I think Davinson Sanchez and Japet Tanganga. I think that the one, either one of those two are more than good enough. I think that um, that, that Damas Sanchez, alongside an adequate central defender, I think that um, would be a good option. Um, I, I really do rate Damas Sanchez. I think he's, you know, he's, he's a guy that's young as well. I think he's 24, so he's, you know, I think he's a guy that's going to keep getting better. Um, Tanganga, of course, 20 years old, so he's young as well. So, look, I think those two are certainly good options. I think Alderweireld, maybe if he's got the right partner next to him and he's got, um, you know, a solid option, potentially Skriniar, then I think that that's okay. But but for me, Eric Dyer, um, and it's frustrating because it does. As I said, I think Jose Mourinho is a big fan of him. Um, I think he's probably the one that I, I'm not too keen to see. I mean, a lot will depend on, like I say, if Spurs do get that centre-back, who that's going to be. Like I say, we do seem to see... Do you think we're going to get him, Rick? Do, do I you, think we're going to get him? Rick and Jamie, well, just, yeah, like, you, you boys are always on the transfers. <laughs> like, you are the boys of transfers. <laughs> Daily Osper and Rick, you, you are as well, mate. So, yeah. I don't know. Are I we mean, going to get this fella? Because, uh, listen, yeah, I mean... It, I'll, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I'm, I'm on the periphery right, on these transfers, but I'm not into it. All over. Well, mate, I'm, I'm not there. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not in the, in the room, mate. I'll be honest with you. All I can see is that, I mean... No, I know. It's a good case, though, Lee. I tell you what. It's a bloody good case Steve Hitchens out there. 
I, it's a, I think it's a yeah, bloody good thing. It feels like we're going to get him. It does feel yeah. like we're going to get him because Hitchin's out there doing yeah. it. I mean, what do you think, Jay? On a, I, I, on a lightning yeah. list, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a deal that will get done. I think that, you know, that we're clearly attempting to try and get a deal done for him. And I think the other big factor is that he's a guy that Jose Mourinho clearly wants. I think that when he was at Manchester United, he tried to sign Skriniar. So that's obviously a big factor. And, you know, we've really seen him bring in Bale, um, who's a guy that he's tried to sign in the past. So the, the, the certainly central defender is one that we're going to want to bring in. And, you know, he's clearly identified the need for a top central defender. I think the difference is, you know, you look at the backups or uh, excuse the word for using backup option. But, you know, we're trying to bring in a striker. I think that we won't go for someone that's, you know, that's real top quality and someone we'd expect to be starting. But I think with that central defender, I think Jose Mourinho has requested a real top one and an option that he really wants. And I think that Milan Skriniar is definitely a guy that um, that he wants to sign. I think that Inter Milan are willing to let him go because he's mm. he struggled to fit into Antonio Conte's system of playing a back three. Um, so it kind of feels like he's in a situation with Delhi, like Delhi, Delhi is at the moment at Spurs, where you know he struggles to to kind of fit into the manager's plans. So that's why they're willing to offload him. He's had a he's had a difficult season at Inter Milan, uh, Skriniar, mm. but. Um, he's very is he, is he good? That. I mean, is he really good? I mean, you know, I always bang the drum for proven Premier League, and, and that's where Jose's gone Hoiberg yeah. and Hart and you know, Doherty. You know, so he's got a bail. I can't believe it. He's back. <laughs> um, you know, he's uh, proven quality there. Obviously, Rigolon isn't proven yet, but we all think he's going to be brilliant. Scrunyar hits in that, yeah. that, that, that kind of bracket, does he? Because he's, you know, Italian. I mean, if you can defend in the Italian league, yes. um, then you've obviously got to be a good defender. There's right? a lot that, of focus on there, isn't it? Exactly. But, but he ain't done it in the Premier League yet. So is he going to be, is he yeah. going to do another Tunga and Dembele and take bloody a year well, to that- get- yeah, you know. look, that, that, that's the risk with him. I think that he, as I said, he was very highly rated uh, last year. And as I said, he had a difficult year this year. So that's why his stock's not, not quite as high as it used to be. Um, and of course, you've got to factor in the, the pandemic and not all the clubs have that money. But he, he is very highly rated defender. And I think that that would be maybe a concern. I, I, I do agree with you that, um, you know, yes, he is a fantastic defender. But, you know, it's, it, it's it'll be interesting to see whether he's able to make that adaption. But to me, as I said, the key thing about this this signing would be the fact that it's a Jose Mourinho signing. Jose Mourinho has clearly requested for Spurs to go and sign him around mm. Milan Skriniar. You look at the fee that's being banded about. I mean, Spurs that's would not down, go and spend it? that sort that's of money. It's got to come down. Yeah. Um, it's got to come down. Yeah. Yeah. And it will come down, though, wouldn't it, lads? I mean, well, listen... Be, you know, it's just signed Gareth Bale, for God's sake. He's not going to kind of, like, be... You know what I mean? Who thought yeah. that we'd be able to get a guy on 600 grand a week? He's, just, he's only paying 40% of his wages, so he's well, not going to exactly. pay 50... Million, is he? Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, you look at a lot of the time when Levy Howie's managed to get a lot of other fees down. You know, Hoy BFE was 35 million at the start of the window. We ended up paying uh, three million pounds plus uh, Carl Walker Peters. So, uh, yeah, anything's exactly. possible. And actually, sure, I was going to say, a friend of the show, Paul O'Keefe, he tweeted earlier about maybe there's a deal there because we still owed some money from the Ericsson deal or something like that. And, and maybe there's a, you know, there's a uh, you could do kind of a, you know, with screen you are coming the other way, and we we write. It's still money to be paid out, of course, but we write off some of the money that they owe us for the Ericsson deal. I mean, it, it, it also we've got off loads and players, man. We've got like four, well, and they're all four F guys. Nico Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky yeah, one. I mean, I, don't. Mm-mm. I must, I must ask Chris, Chris. Coming around to you, Chris. Is one central defender enough? I know I'm feeling like I'm being really greedy now. We know we've just signed Baron Regulion. Do, do you still feel confident, Chris? If we bring this Scriniar in. Are you comfortable 
we're fielding him with one of our alternative options, as in Dyer, Alderweireld, Sanchez. Is that a good enough centre-back partnership with you alongside Skriniar, or would you ideally want two centre-backs, Chris? In an ideal world, everyone would want to, but if you if you brought in um, someone of that quality, like Skriniar, into Tottenham, you know, it, 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 it would just do huge things for us. It really, really would. And uh, what I'm really impressed with, though, is the way that Daniel Levy and Jose Mourinho are attracting all of these players whilst Tottenham are playing in the Europa League. Because, you know, throughout the last, what, X amount of years, every single top player only wants to go to clubs who are playing in the Champions League. But they are clearly seeing what Tottenham are trying to build. They are clearly seeing what type of stadium we've got, what training facilities we've got, what players we've got. And it's now literally just, you know, piecing the jigsaw together, getting these final few players in. And like I said earlier, you know, doing some really, really serious damage this season and hopefully putting some silverware in the cabinet. Because let's face it, the, the trophies are way overdue. And, you know, I know I keep banging on about trophies, but it's what the game's about. It's what Tottenham fans you want. Don't mention, you know, Chris, we're, what you're about. You never mentioned trophies. We're, we're way overdue. <laughs> we, we need the trophies. And, you know, if we don't win a trophy this season with the business that we've done, and the potential business we're about to do. We might as well then, go home, Chris. You know, some, Mate, honestly, we might as well pack up and go support Yeovil, I reckon. If we don't if we don't get a trophy after all this with this manager, with this team, I don't quite know what to think. And I must ask you, Chris, also about Hummin Son converting the rebound after Mora's shot safe. His fifth goal of the season. He is in quite incredible form, isn't he, Sonny? Just absolutely incredible, isn't he? My favourite player. Absolutely mm. superb. Work rate, he's finishing everything about him is absolutely fantastic and I know a lot of fans tend to say oh I'm surprised you know one of these uh, top European clubs haven't come come in for him well he's at a top European club at the moment so why would he want to go anywhere else you know exactly he's, he's, mate he's... I wrote exactly that earlier I absolutely <laughs> agree with that statement I wrote the same thing because I absolutely agree with that he's at a top top club and the minute that we start believing that we're a top top club is the minute that we can get off the the, the moan and start looking forward I'm fed up with like people, media, everyone else. Oh, we're this, we're that. We ain't one nothing, this, that, and the other. We've got a billion-pound stadium. We've built everything around us. Levy is finally, Don Levy, is, is opening up the purse strings. We're getting an amazing squad. I put a tweet out this morning. We've got 12 new players if we sign Milik and, uh, and Skriniar. 12 new players since, since the summer of last year in, one tw- in, tw- in 12 months. You know, that, that, no, right, no one can sit here and tell me that we're not investing in the squad. OK, we didn't do it two years ago. But do you know why we didn't do it two years ago? Because our wage structure was still wrong. You know, we were still building. Like, we couldn't attract these players. We weren't paying the money. Now we are. We've changed that. It's a different cycle. Sorry to invite you, you, you Chris, but I'm so passionate about this. I'm fed up with hearing, oh, Spurs do it, Spurs are oh, rubbish, just sat in the other. The reality is we've gone from mid-table, on the periphery, to dining at the top table, and we're trying to get back to that. And we should, our ambitions as a football club should be higher. We make these two signings. What are we going to aim for? Just, you know, top four. Talk us up, media. Talk Liverpool up. They win the Champions League. Talk Chelsea up. They, oh, Kai Havertz. Da, 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 da. He ain't done it in the Premier League. He scored a hat-trick yesterday. Sonny scored four at the weekend in the Premier League. I, I, I agree with you. I think we are a top, top club and people need to start believing that we're a top, top club. Because that's where it's a collective, right? It's not just the player's job to, to make us better. It's all of us. We're part of the football club. All of us together, us fans as well. And we need to start thinking like a big football club, because that's what we are. 
Sorry, it's funny, I've got to say, Chris, to come back around to you. I'm laughing because I've got to say, we've got to think like a top football club. We can't even play against a team. They've got the same size goalposts. That's what we should be playing. That's true. What is, Chris, train, what is going on here, Chris? What is going on in this bloody competition we're in here? Do you know, I, I love, I absolutely love talking to Lee and I love his passion. He's absolutely superb. But yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when you think, like, you, you look at Sunday's game against Southampton, you look at tonight, the partnership, Hunmin Son and Harry Kane, oh, I know cool. Lee will love this. Mm. You know, you, you, we're having to put Gareth Bauer in this team as well. Forward line is absolutely amazing. Amazing. We're going to score goals left, right and centre. If we can just stop this conceding these goals... You know, we've played four competitive games so far. We haven't kept a clean sheet. Mm. Uh, we have let a lot of sloppy goals in last season. That's what really, really let us down, um, you know, with all the injuries and all that as well. But, you know, Jose Mourinho has won many, many trophies because he has had a superb defence. And yeah. it is small step. You know, remember, he hasn't even been at the club for one year yet. He took over in November. Of course, we've had the COVID-19 lockdown as well. You know, he hasn't been at the club that long. But for what he's doing at the moment, as I said earlier, he's, he keeps putting this jigsaw together and slowly and surely I can see exactly what he's doing now. He's piecing everything together and, and things are on the up. Yes, it hasn't been beautiful football in the last three games that we've played, but we've got over the line. We've got the results. We've won these matches. Um, and I think that, you know, the winning, that men mentality into the players of winning, 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 and then yeah. the performances and the and the great performances will come afterwards. Totally agree. Totally agree. It has to be also said, for that goal that Sonny scored, we saw La Celso playing Lucas, although it may have been meant for Aurea, as the Brazilian shot was parried out. But great goal from Son curled it over 2-1 Spurs. And then we saw Sonny returning the favour, teeing up Harry Kane this time after combining four times with him on Sunday. Outstanding cross, absolutely outstanding cross for the England captain to head home. And Jamie, 3-1 Tottenham, great bit of play from Hummin Son, linking up with Harry Kane. I mean, wonderful, wonderful link-up play, wasn't it, between them two yet again? Of course, we made the whole point on the weekend. They were absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it is great to see Hummin Son, of course. You know, he goes through these real stages where he, he will have slight uh, periods where it's, he's not playing so well, but then he'll have long periods of where he's doing so well. And, and at the moment, he's obviously having such a fantastic period. Um, I think he's, you know, he's really got five goals this season. So, yeah, fantastic start from Sonny. And again, he was just totally clinical. And, and for a guy who's not renowned for being an out-and-out -out striker, I think his finishing is absolutely superb. Um, Harry Kane, of course, you know, coming off the bench and making a difference. But for me, I think one guy, as we have briefly spoke about him on the pod, was um, this pod was Lacelso, and you know, came off the bench, and I think he was a massive factor in in kind of getting the ball forward for Spurs, carrying the ball forward, creating passes. I think, as you mentioned, for that second goal, he played a crucial pass um, to set up the guy who assisted the goal. So, you know, he's. He, Lacelso is definitely becoming a guy who's becoming really influential. We saw it on the weekend as well, where he was so influential in in changing the Great game for point. Spurs. Um, so Lacelso, yeah, for for me, I mean, look, we, we've obviously gone you know a long time without having Prime Ericsson, and we've really missed that. But uh, look, Lacelso definitely showing some promising signs. You, it's just about staying fit. J Jamie, do, do you know who he reminds me of a little bit? Uh, it's a little bit of pressure actually putting mm. on the on, on the lad. I don't want to, but. Um, it feels like when he comes on the pitch, it, it, the tempo goes up 10, 15% mm. straight away. As soon as he's on the pitch, he, he's almost looking for. He, he reminds me a bit of Luca Modric. Luca Modric, yeah. You know, yes. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, it, Luca didn't Luca didn't give a load of assists. If you go and have a look at Luca when he was at Tottenham anyway, 
if you go and have a look at his record, he didn't do a lot of assists, that huge amounts. He didn't do a huge amounts of goals. And I think, you know, it's the same a little bit like Ndombele, is that he didn't give a load of assists and didn't give a load of goals. But the position that they both played, and it's the same with Celso. although I, I was quite critical last, last season of him playing a bit deeper and I wanted him 10, 15 yards further up the pitch, which I think where now he's starting to play. I, I don't think his game is about, you know, and Eriksson shitload of assists. I think I think when Ndombele starts really getting his game up, I think he's going to make more assists. Personally, I think the Celso is that moderate type person that will get the ball in transition and uh, and uh, and pivot. So we go on the front foot and, and and go up the pitch. Do you see what I mean? So win the ball back, go up the pitch. And Hoiberg is is you know is exactly that type of person to be that kind of that that one pivot person rather than having two. I think he sits in front of that defence like in in a fully fit squad like a little jack muscle dog like around people get it off him blah blah as soon as they get it off and pass it to Gio pass it to, to uh, Ndombele pass it to Delhi when you know when, when Delhi gets back to form or whatever and let them go and do damage and, and I think it just reminds me a little bit of a Modric I don't want to put too much I don't know what you think Jane or all the lads I, I, I totally agree. I, I was going to say, I was, you know, when you were describing it, I was going to say, that, yeah, I was going to say. Plan, okay, a bit more withdrawn, though. Are you a, a bit more of a withdrawn role, or do you think that will change in time now with having Regulion mm. in there and having, you know, obviously on the left hand side, we're going to have, uh, sorry, mm. having Regulion in there alongside Doherty on the right. Do you think that will then see Lacelso, you know, have that freedom to go yeah. forward? Because he saw Ndombele, to be fair yeah. to him. We did see Ndombele show the ability to track back. I just wonder whether we are going to then see the opportunity for Lacelso to play further forward. Or, as this question says here, this is from Jonathan Weber, who says, How badly do we need a cam in case Ndombele or Lacelso get injured? It seems like Delhi isn't that man. Do you think a cam is kind of off the table at the moment, Jay? Yeah, I, I can't. I yeah. can't see any more than a, a central defender and a striker coming in. I think those are the two final areas that yeah. Spurs will go and address. But look, I think we're very well stocked. I think, as as Lee said, you know, we've got that midfield three of potentially and Dombele, um, Lacelso, and Hoybier. So I think that's a very talented midfield three. And then you've of course got other options on the bench. You know, you potentially got Dele Alli to come off the bench. Uh, you've got, you know, and there's plenty of creative options. And of course, you know, we've only got that, that, that guy, um, who do we sign? Gareth Bale. There you go. That's a, that's a not bad creative option for you. So, and, and also you've got Harry Kane. I mean, he, he just showed yeah. you the world-class number 10 at the weekend. You know, yeah, he, right, he, he weren't too bad, was he? You've got a situation here now where, where Chris was saying earlier, you know, with Son and Harry Kane, but then you've got Bale to fit in there. Yeah, you've got crazy. Bale to actually go and play a number nine, uh, as the number was suggested he's wearing on his back, and, and Kane to drop back into, into a number 10. You've got, you, you can switch him around, play, play Kane up top as normal, and Gareth just, just floats about. You've got um, you've got the option uh, for, for Gareth to play out uh, on a wide, so take a uh, Lucas or um, a Bergie's uh, slot and play out wide so they play three up top on that side. And then you've got Lacelso to go to sit in that hole or Deli Alley to sit in that hole or an Ndombele to sit in the hole. You've also got the option with Gio and Tungai if they're playing together to be actual number eights. You know what I mean? Like box to box number eight. So it doesn't have to be one of them. And then you've got Hoiber who's sitting there as basically number six, just just picking up all, his, all, all, all the scraps and just go breaking up play, winning the second ball. Ego, Gio, have some of that. Ego, Tungo, have some of that. That's why I've been so impressed with the business that we've done and, and, and primarily what Jose has gone out. When Liverpool did this two seasons ago, everyone in the well, in the media, everywhere were like, 
oh my God, they've strengthened the exact same places. They had a they had a shocking goalkeeper by all accounts, and they had a shocking uh, defence. And we ripped them apart at Wembley when Kane was turning in and Delhi was turning. By the way, Delhi scored again that game, a peach of a goal. But we beat them four one. That was their sliding doors moment. Everyone went out. They went out and bought Van Dyke. They went out and bought Allison. Blah blah blah. Well, we've just done that. We've just done the same thing. I don't want anybody telling me that we haven't. We needed a central defensive midfielder. We've got one. We've got a right back. We've got a left back. We've got, we've got that. We've got a superstar in Gareth Brown. No one else has signed a world-class, four-times Champions League winner this, this window. Have they, lads? Have I missed something? We did. We have. He, play, he plays in a couple of weeks. I, I think the future is absolutely bright for Tottenham Hotspur. You know, we've got to start believing. Like, come back to what I said before. Sorry to waffle on. Cut me out if you want, Rick. But... We, we, we've got to start believing that this team, this squad, or this manager can go and win stuff because we can. We, we've got the talent. It's now up to us. Yeah. Coming round to you, Chris. Question here before we talk about Harry Kane very quickly and then squeeze in Newcastle. He says, Ben Taylor, is Lacelso becoming one of our most important players? 90 minutes for Ndombele, also important. But Lacelso, is he one of the first names on your team sheet? Chris, I think he's always been, hasn't he, when he's fit? Absolutely, yeah. Jose Mourinho obviously said in the Amazon documentary that um, you know he wasn't sure about him at first, but um, you know slowly he's become one of his um, you know top players, and he's a real fan's favourite. And every time you know you see the Tottenham team sheet, we're all hoping that he is in the starting eleven. Yeah, he's been a, a real gem um, since 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 lockdown. Certainly, um, yeah, he's he's put in a real shift. Um, really, really decent player. Really looking forward to seeing a lot more of him this season and. Uh, yeah, it's, as I keep saying, it's really exciting times, and I just echo mm. exactly what Lee said. And I, and I and I and I'm feeling I'm feeling quite positive about this season now. You know, it's been so doom and gloom yep. about you know, all the injuries last season, not fi- not finishing the top four, and you know, playing some boring football and all of these things. It's been so negative, and that, and now now you've come into this season. Of course, I know the Everton game was was poor, but these last three games of, of winning and getting us over that line and. You know, people like Giovanni Lo Celso and lots of the other teams, uh, sorry, lots of the other players. You know, it is exciting time. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yep, totally agree. Harry Kane, I have to mention Harry Kane, making it 3-1 Tottenham to really seal the game of a great, great header. Headed a big chance wide soon after coming on from Orias Cross, but it wasn't going to be denied a goal. Heading home, Son's powerful cross with 10 minutes to go. Harry Kane, Hummin Son, as Chris mentioned earlier, they've combined 12 goal contributions in the last two games. Absolutely world class. Harry Winks, a couple of sobby passes for him in the first half. A yellow card that prevented him from putting himself around, to be fair. Steven Bergwijn was bright in the first half. Played a delightful pass to Aurea before the half-hour mark, which should have resulted in a goal. Drifted out the game in the second half and was replaced by Lucas. As we mentioned, the Celso really, again, the difference for Tottenham. We are going to go for our final break of the show. When we return, we are discussing Newcastle United to come and taking you into this break. We've got the brilliant catch and we've got the Gallagate Shots podcast bringing you with back-to-back Newcastle previews. They're going to be filling you in on everything to do with Newcastle. When we come back, it's prediction time. Do not go anywhere. We're back after our final break of this show. At the Halifax, we understand that life's been anything but normal this year. You might feel okay being outside. Or maybe you still feel safer being at home. Perhaps it might be the time to consider your next move. However you feel about the future, we're the people here to help. Halifax, it's a people thing. 
The new NHS COVID-19 app shows me my risk of coronavirus and helps me protect my mum. It lets me know fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can quickly warn Dan. It shows me the risk level in my area immediately, so I can tell Sue. It helps me protect all my loved ones, like Kim and Chris. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. Your debut for the club. Proud night for you. Yeah, an honour. Um, really proud to wear the shirt. And an important game, you know. Obviously, we were expected to win, but as so as the manager's got trust in me, and it's why I want to be at this club. These games are always tough, and we found that out twice now. Yeah, that was all down to us tonight. Um, you know, we scored a goal, I think everyone just presumed it was going to be easy, but these teams are, are fighting for something really important, you know, something that we find incredibly important, so, you know, it's a huge opportunity for them. And if we're not on it like we weren't, on a difficult pitch, I thought we were poor, I thought we were poor, and uh, we needed that extra bit of quality to, to get us out of a hole. Yeah, and that's, you, you, you know, you get there in the end, in a, in a, in a knockout tie, you get there in the end, don't you? Look, that's important right now. We've got games coming thick and fast. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday schedule. Um, I know people say you get paid to play football, but it is. It's tough and it's a big ask. Someone like Sonny was, was dead on his feet, still managed to score us the winner tonight. So important that we got the win, um, and that's the main thing. And a, and a brutally honest assessment from yourself? It's the only thing I really offer. <laughs> <laughs> so look, throw it forward quickly. I mean, it's like games coming thick and fast. Newcastle, Sunday, important. Back at home, important. Yeah, really important. They all are. Um, the manager, we, we had a meeting at the start of the season. Um, there's obviously a lot of, a lot of goals for this, game, this season um, in the long term, but the short term is to win every game. Focus our attention. Newcastle is the, the next most important game for us now, um, and that's what we focus on. The new NHS COVID-19 app immediately shows me the risk of coronavirus in my area, so I can warn Mel. It lets me quickly check into venues with a QR scanner so I can protect Alid. It tells me fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can alert Emma. It helps me protect all my loved ones, even Andy Sue. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. The new NHS COVID-19 app immediately shows me the risk of coronavirus in my area, so I can warn Mel. It lets me quickly check into venues with a QR scanner, so I can protect Alid. It tells me fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can alert Emma. It helps me protect all my loved ones, even Andy Sue. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. How are we doing? It's Matt Ketchell here, aka Ketch, ex-Match of the Day magazine senior writer. Thank you, COVID-19. And I've been a Newcastle season ticket holder for 20 long, long, trophyless seasons at St James's Park. So Tottenham v Newcastle at 2 o'clock this Sunday. Always difficult predicting games this early in the season as teams are settling and new signings are bedding in. Even though there's another 10 or so days left before the transfer window closes, I think we're done in terms of signings. And I think we've had our best transfer window probably since 2015 when we signed the likes of Wijnaldum, Mitrovic and Florian Torvan. But we went down that season, so I'll read into that as you will. Uh, we've brought in Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, Jamal Lewis and Jeff Hendrick this summer. Four proven international Premier League players, which is staggering really, considering how we normally do transfer business. Really gutted we can't be there at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this weekend as fans. It's a real shame we can't be there to boo Sissoko but that's life. 
It was probably our best away day of last season coming to Tottenham last time round, watching Joe Linton sweep in his first ever Newcastle goal in that lovely orange kit. Seems like a lifetime ago, to be honest. We won 1-0 that day and I'm just having a look at it having a look at it and out of our last 10 away Premier League games at Tottenham not including the two times we played you at Wembley we've won six of them including all of the previous four so the last time we lost a league game in the borough of Enfield was February 2013 so somehow we've got a really good record in Tottenham even when we come down in poor form we played obviously uh, Newcastle Tottenham at St James Park 10 weeks ago in, in the league behind closed doors um, we were okay that day but but Spurs quality really shone through with Son and Kane uh, they both scored Kane got two they were the difference that day and um, we as fans at least were, were a bit distracted by our potential takeover but let's move on swiftly from that we were very poor v Brighton last weekend beaten 3-0 by a really well organised progressive team they got in our face early on, stifled us, and we had absolutely no answer and deserved to lose. We were 2-0 down after seven minutes, never really looked like getting back into it, and just struggled with the basics that day, things like running, tackling and passing. So it's quite concerning, as we'd look pretty threatening and confident at West Ham in game week one, so we need a good response against Spurs this weekend, and hopefully we get it. Since the Brighton game on Sunday, we've progressed into the last 16 of the EFL Cup. We uh, we play Newport, and if we win that, we're in the quarterfinals of a competition we've never won in uh, in our history. So we batted the Shrimps, Morecambe, seven 0 on Wednesday. That's our biggest victory in fifty years of League Cup participation. It's easy to say that's only Morecambe, but last season we needed two goals to see off League Two, Rochdale, and League One Oxford in the FA Cup. So I'm taking that as progress. Seven 0 v Morecambe. That's our biggest win in twenty one years. Scored five goals in the first half. Something we haven't managed since 1993 when we used to tear games up with uh, Kevin Keegan. And it's given Steve Bruce a few selection headaches, I think, because at least three of the players who played on Wednesday did really well. Uh, specifically, Miguel Almiron, Jacob Murphy and Ryan Fraser, who came off the bench and looked uh, a bit more match fit. Um Murphy in particular was man of the match um, I don't think he'll start against Tottenham but he'll certainly be on the bench I think we need to get Almiron in the team and um, t- in place of Andy Carroll we've, we've played our first two Premier League games with two strikers Callum Wilson and Andy Carroll and I think it's time to, to go back to, to lone striker so I expect Almiron to come in for Andy Carroll and I think this game will be too soon for Ryan Fraser but we do need to get him in the team soon because his link up with Callum Wilson is legendary I think they're one of the most prolific partnerships in, in Premier League history so we need to get Fraser in we're paying him big money but I don't think he'll start this game I think um, Jeff Hendrick will start this game he was our man of the match v West Ham in game week one and he's there. him, Shelby and Hayden are forming a nice midfield three that work really well together going forward and in defence a very very strong core they've created for the team so expect to see us line up in a 4-5-1 Carl Darlow's in goal because Dubravka got injured in pre-season a right back will probably have Javier Manquillo then the centre-halves will be Fernandez and Jamal Lascelles our captain and Jamal Lewis our new signing from Norwich will hopefully be left back although he got a really nasty injury you probably saw Yves Basuma caught him in the face with a bit of uh, dangerous play and was red carded for that he's got a bash to his nose he's cut himself but he's also got a scratch to the eye so he might not play in this game if he doesn't I'd expect to see Matt Ritchie or, or Swedish left back Emil Kraft play then we'll have a, a midfield five hopefully Almir on right, right wing then that midfield three of Jeff Hendrick John Joe Shelby and Isaac Hayden and then hopefully Alan St Maximum is available to play left mid St Maximum is our most influential player we only won once with him when he didn't play last season, so when he plays, we tend to do well. He didn't look like he fancied it against Brighton at all. He gave a penalty away 
after three minutes and I think he suffers a bit from from these empty stadiums he, he plays when he plays well when there's a crowd there so I'm worried I'm worried that it's, it's not going to be he's not going to be as effective in the empty stadiums but we'll see if he's half fit he has to play and I expect him to be left wing if he's not then I would expect to see Ryan Fraser in there and then up front will be Callum Wilson who's revolutionized our team because he's a striker who can hold the ball up and actually finish which is two things Joe Linton couldn't do last season tactically it's going to be same as ever, same as you, you saw from Everton um, and same as you'll see from a lot of teams who come to Tottenham Hotspur this season. We'll sit back, we'll sit deep, no massive ambition going forward, probably have about 25% possession and we'll try and frustrate you. I think all teams outside the top six, apart from maybe Leeds, will, will try and do, do the same at Tottenham this season. So my prediction is it's never straightforward at Newcastle, um, so it's always difficult predicting us, but... Tottenham are going to be lifted. I know that, that you've been lifted by the arrival of Gareth Bale, even though he's not going to play. I think that's going to have positively impacted the whole squad. I think the whole squad will have had a good week in training. We can't play any worse than we did v Brighton, but I think the form of and talent of Kane and Son is probably going to be too much for us, and I predict a 3-1 win for Tottenham. Hello, everyone. My name is Matty from the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Uh, here to give an opposition view when it comes to previewing Sunday's game. Now, as a new Aston supporter, you very much get used to the rare highs and uh, somewhat more often lows. And the start of this season has very much reflected that in a sort of condensed fashion. Focusing solely on the football and disregarding the off-field circus that uh, has followed the club for months now. New Assel actually started the season pretty brightly away to West Ham with a 2-0 victory. With new signings featuring heavily Callum Wilson getting on the score sheet, Jeff Hendrick getting on the score sheet and Jamal Lewis impressing at left-back. However, it was against a pretty poor West Ham side on the day. However, any immediate optimism uh, was soon tempered uh, after a more than abject performance last Sunday at home to Brighton with the away side running out 3-0 winners and Newcastle failing to register a shot on target. Now, the application of the players always has to be questioned when it comes to such performances, but pundits and supporters alike were pretty surprised to see Newcastle set up in the 4-4-2 previously. Uh, used at West Ham against a Brighton side whose formation caused Newcastle trouble from the first kick. So hopefully Steve Bruce gives much more thought to tactics for the game coming up, which leads us to Sunday. And although some fringe players did impress uh, midweek with a 7-0 drubbing of Morecambe in the League Cup, I expect to see a much-changed side from that team uh, when it comes to personnel and hopefully a change from Steve Bruce's trusty 4-4-2. Um, totally expect Carl Darlow to remain as goalkeeper and um, with the back four remaining pretty much the same, Manquillo starting at right back, the centre back pairing of Fede Fernandez and captain Jamal Lascelles. Um, quotes from Steve Bruce have suggested that the left back Jamal Lewis, uh, his facial injury shouldn't keep him from playing despite a, a dose of sweet chin music from Basuma uh, last Sunday. Now, all eyes will be on the midfield selection for this game. This will tell us what type of formation uh, Steve Bruce is going to use. Against Brighton, he played John Joe Shelby and Isaac Hayden at central midfield. Uh, on the left, he played Alan St. Maximum. And on the right, he played an uh, out-of-position Jeff Hendrick. Now, hopefully, he changes this. He will hopefully sacrifice one of the forwards probably uh, Andy Carroll keeping Callum Wilson starting up front and he has a few options um, he could bring in Miguel Almiron uh, play him behind Callum Wilson and have him flanked by both Alan St Maximum and Ryan Fraser 
Alex, Alan St. Maxim obviously went off injured, but we have been told that he should be okay for Sunday. If he isn't okay for Sunday, he has the option to play Almiron on the left-hand side, Fraser on the right, or vice versa, and then just pack that midfield with Jeff Hendrick coming in from that uh, unfavoured right position uh, alongside Shelby and Hayden. He also has options to perhaps bring someone like Sean Longstaff uh, again to, to shore up the midfield because that was an area we were far too easily bypassed uh, last Sunday. And this is obviously... Either, whatever formation gets picked it's going to be a game where we don't have too much of the ball so we will be looking to, to formulate breaks when we can and I think Pace and the likes of Almiron, Fraser and St Maximum is going to be crucial in that um, whether he picks all three or two of the three we'll have to wait and see um, but we're going to have to be working very very hard because we're not going to have hardly any of the ball we didn't have much of the ball against Brighton so I expect it to very much follow the same suit against a team like Tottenham now, in terms of predictions, um, I'm not the most optimistic of Newcastle supporters. Anyone who knows me knows that. But my head says we're probably going to lose this one. But my heart says we're probably going to lose this one. Um, I appreciate that last season. I probably had the same attitude. And look what happens. You know, Joe Linton scoring a very rare league goal. And we ran out 1-0 winners on that day. Whether luck will be with us again, I'm not too sure. I mean... Spurs showed exactly what they can do when given the opportunity in that second half at uh, St Mary's last weekend and we'll have to just hopefully not make any mistakes, not leave too much space in behind which we have been guilty of doing in the past but hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get something, show some determination, show some defensive organisation and grind something out whether that's a point or three, I'm not too sure, I'm not entirely confident but we will see what happens. Um, in the meantime, if anyone's interested in the goings on at Newcastle United, please give the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel a follow, and we're also on Twitter as well. Cheers. The new NHS COVID-19 app immediately shows me the risk of coronavirus in my area, so I can warn Mel. It lets me quickly check into venues with a QR scanner so I can protect Alid. It tells me fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can alert Emma. It helps me protect all my loved ones, even Andy Sue. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. The new NHS COVID-19 app shows me my risk of coronavirus and helps me protect my mum. It lets me know fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can quickly warn Dan. It shows me the risk level in my area immediately, so I can tell Sue. It helps me protect all my loved ones, like Kim and Chris. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. Hello and welcome back to the final part of The Last Word on Spurs. This was actually meant to be a 45-minute podcast. I think we've been recording for about an hour and a half. So <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the content that comes your way. Always a pleasure to be recording on the back of a Tottenham win, which is always a nice feeling as well. Right, Newcastle United to come for Tottenham. Our next game in the Premier League at the weekend. Now, Newcastle, a team, to be fair to them, I think from hearing the previews there from some of the fans who've had on, they've had one of their best summers in a long, long time in the transfer market. Bought Premier League proven players, international players as well. I've always felt Newcastle was a difficult side for how Tottenham always set up. They always seem to cause us problems. You could argue that was the actual downfall of Bruno Pochettino losing his job last season. Let's start with you, Jamie. What are Newcastle going to bring to Tottenham that we need to be careful of? 
And what do you think the prediction will be for this one? In, in fairness, obviously, I think they're the last, they're the difficult time uh, last out. I think they were, they lost to Brighton, didn't they? So they're obviously in a, a difficult period for themselves. Um, look, but I think one guy I do admire for, uh, from from Newcastle is Callum Wilson. I think that that you know, as you mentioned, that you know, he's gone and signed Premier League proven quality. Um, he obviously scored on his Premier League debut for them. So you know, he's probably a guy that we're going to have to look out for. Um, as you as you mentioned last year, of course, we lost one nil um, at home to them last year. So yeah, I think it's for, for me. I mean, it's yeah, it's got to be a Spurs win. Of course, it's got to be a Spurs win. Um, I think that. You know that that defeat to Brighton certainly showed that that there's certainly weaknesses in that Newcastle side, and there's still, um, you know, that, that maybe they're going to still be on like a negative spiral. So yeah, I think it's a game we should, you know, we've got to go and win. Um, and hopefully, it looks like we've kept a lot of our players still fresh. Um, I know Harry Kane had to come on, but you know he didn't. It was glad that he didn't have to play a full 90 minutes. Of course, you know a lot of the back four. Will, will change. I think that, you know, we'll see Doherty come back in. We've got Laurie to come back in. We've got uh, Regulon potentially making his, his first Premier League appearance. So, you know, the, there's lots of fresh legs there. So hopefully, uh, yeah, Spurs win. And I'm going for a 2-0 Spurs win. A 2-0 Spurs win from Jamie. There you go. Very nicely summarised there from Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Always great. I've been able to provide that there in a nutshell. Chris, let's move on to you. Newcastle United, a team I've called them a bogey team for Tottenham. Never an easy game. Never too sure what to expect from a Newcastle United side. What do you think they're going to prove, Chris? And could we see Sergio Regulon make his full Spurs debut at the weekend? Well, hopefully Newcastle will prove nothing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I hope not, but you know, it's like, never can tell. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm obviously going to go for a Tottenham win. I think the confidence, um, you know, going into this game now is very high. You know, the last three games that, you know, we've won, we're scoring goals. Um, you know, players are fighting for places and Regulon, you know, it would be great if he makes his debut at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Sunday. Um, and as Jamie said, you know, a lot of the players are fresh. Uh, we've rotated the squad, you know, very nicely tonight. It done us a huge favour on Tuesday night, you know, uh, I know it's awful news about the late Orient players mm. having COVID-19, yeah. but, um, you know, it did do us a favour and not, not playing that game because then obviously he's rotated the, the squad tonight, um, you know, to, to, to keep some of the players very, very fresh for Sunday. And I think that's highly important, you know, because it's, it's another very busy week, uh, you know, for Tottenham next week. Um, but I fully expect Tottenham to get the job done. We've got more than enough quality in our squad. Um, and I think that, this game on Sunday against Newcastle, the only thing that we're missing at the moment is a clean sheet. And I think that a clean sheet for, for the goalkeeper and uh, for the defence would, would give them huge confidence, you know, then going into the next game. So um, I'm also going to go for a 2-0 Tottenham win as well. There you go, 2-0 Tottenham win. I'm not sure what's more concerning, the fact that you're going for a 2-0 Tottenham win or the fact we're keeping a clean sheet. Don't know what to make of that. Let's come round to Lee McQueen. Lee, Newcastle United. Like I say, a team that always causes difficulties, no matter the season. Mm. To be fair, I know last season, we at the end of the season, played very, very well up there, got a decent result. But this one, again, Newcastle, they're full of energy. And I think they've just put a load of goals past Morecambe in the Cup. I know you can't read too much into that. It is only the Carabao Cup. What are you expecting? A little expecting? confidence booster, isn't it? A little confidence it is. booster. It is yeah, indeed. I, I, yeah, I, I like... I like some of their signings they've had. You know, I, I would have probably uh, been happy signing Callum Wilson uh, at Tottenham, actually. But uh, so they've done they've done pretty well. I mean, you say we played well up against them uh, uh, after the break. Uh, we, we did win three one, and the two guys that are absolutely on fire for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club right now in uh, in Sonny and Kane 
uh, done the damage that day as well. Uh, Song got one and Kane got two. Um, but they they had a lot of possession. They had a lot of shots against us. Six on target compared to our five. Twenty-two shots on top on goal in uh, in uh, in total. We only had eight attempts. So um, you know that, that that might be a little bit of a worry. I, I'm actually think I think that result is going to be replicated. I think we'll win three-one. Uh, I don't think we will keep a clean sheet because that's that's just not the way Spurs are until until Jamie tells me we've signed Scrinoir. But other than that, I think uh, I think it's go all out. We've got too much firepower for them, and we'll win three-one. Okay, I'm going to go for two-one Tottenham. I see it being edgy, but I see us getting the win. Right, we're going to finish on some really quick-fire questions, and when we say quick-fire, this means literally, guys. Yes or no answers, okay? Um, Don't ask me then, because I can't. I, I waffle on so long. <laughs> right, Lee, you, I'm going to ask you one, mate. We're going to keep it yes or no. Right, let's go to... What have we got here? We've got a load of questions. Let's go to Louis Willison, and let's go to Chris on this one. Chris, this is from Louis. He says, is Burvine going to be hindered by the arrival of Gareth Bale? Yes or no? No, he'll get his chance. Definitely? He'll get his chance. There's... Hopefully, we're going to play, be playing lots of games, go far in the Carabao Cup, far in the Europa League. Everyone will get their chance. OK, fantastic. Jamie, I'm giving you a question here which you can't say yes or no to, so I do apologise. You're going to have to you know, expand on it a little bit, Jay, but not too much. Old Man Tungy says... I love that title. Old Man Tungy says... Oh, I know. Well, I know, right? It's at that cashmere as well. What an absolutely superb Twitter handle that is. Old Man Tungy. Keep getting involved, I'm old man Tungy. Maybe it's his dad. And um, this he says here, <laughs> what do you think our coaching staff seeing Harry Wink to suggest he's a starting player in a team of our ambitions of competing the top four seems crazy. Jamie, Harry Winks very quickly, five words. <laughs> If you can do five words, why is Harry Wink still in the Tottenham team? He gives, every, I think, every time he gives everything for the shirt. He's a right. guy who clearly has a lot of passion for Spurs. So, you know, again, as Chris said, there's going to be lots of games this year. We've got lots of competitions to fight for. We need the options. Harry Winks is a guy that always fights, gives everything for the team. And I absolutely love that. So, yeah, okay. definitely, definitely a guy I keep. Keeping on that point, Lee, this is from Michael Texera, 77, at Tugger Football, who says, did we settle the debate that it's either Hoybier or Winks? With the heavy schedule, wouldn't mind rotating those two on the note with this depth. Do we see the cup run in Europa or FA Cup? I think he's uh, I think he's going to end up playing as the single pivot. Um, and I think that Winks might be be a backup to to the number eight rather than to the holding midfielder um, role personally. And and in terms of uh, you know uh, uh, cup competition runs, I think it's from like, like we just said, we just signed about fifty thousand players. You know, all bloody world class leaders and winners. So I, I go, you know, we're in the competition. You've got to go for it. So uh, back back the manager and, and crack on. Yep, Dave Dorrell at Dorrell84 says, can you see a future for the old guard? Lamella, Winks, Toby, Delhi, Davis, Asoko. I would say to you, Dave, at the moment, I think Lamella is safe because Marino seems to like him a lot. Toby, I think he's okay for the moment. Davis as well will be okay. Asoko, he likes him because he can transition. Delhi Ali is the key one, isn't it? Delhi Ali is the main one. That'll be interesting to see with Delhi what will happen over his next couple of weeks. I don't think Delhi's done himself any favours with that performance. Obviously, in this Europa League game, it'll be interesting to see again what happens with his, with his future. And then finally, one to finish up on. This is one for all of us. Craggles at Craggle says, We are a few games in so far this season with a couple of big transfers in the bags. What is a realistic target this season? No offence or no pressure, boys, here. Are we a European winner or is that too much too soon? Let's talk about the man that always tells us trophies are coming. Chris, are we European winners or not this season? Hopefully. I tell you what, 
all of us Tottenham fans need a trophy. We did, we really do. An FA Cup, a League Cup, a Europa League. Surely we have to win one of those competitions. And if there, there is any manager in the world who is going to take these competitions seriously, it's going to be Jose Mourinho. Even the Leighton Orient game that didn't go ahead. Yep. You know, we, 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 we were even told that the likes of Harry Kane were going to play in that yes, game. True. That's how seriously we've taken these games. Even Europa League tonight and last week. The main team are there. The main squad is there. He's taking every competition very seriously, no matter how many games we're playing in ridiculous amount of days. So it has to come. It has to come. And when you're signing these, you know, world stars like Gareth Bale, you know, bringing, you know, that, you know, him back and the board are showing intent, the managers showing intent of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. It has to happen this season. And, uh, in the Premier League, I would say that, you know, to get back into the Champions League next season, you know, we could get back into the Champions League by winning the Europa League. But to do it, um, you know, properly through the Premier League, to finish in the top four and win a trophy this season, would be a huge success for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club this season. Totally agree. Jamie, coming round to you. What's the realistic target for this season? European winners, Jamie? No pressure at all. Why are we ending the show on this kind of question? Jamie, what are your, th- what are your thoughts? <laughs> Look... Look, we've gone and acted like a really big club, and I, I never thought that we'd go and have a transfer window like we have. But we've we've signed some absolutely top class players. We competed with some big clubs to to bring in some very big names. So there is real pressure now to go and deliver. You know, there's no excuses in terms of the board haven't delivered. They've delivered fantastically well. They've gone above and beyond. A little bit more, Jay. We just want a little bit more. Don't give them don't give them everything just yet. We want a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course. That's yeah. No, you're very true. Yeah, we still got two more to get in. So uh, yeah, not all praise yet, but so obviously a lot of pressure on Jose Mourinho to go and deliver. Now um, for me, got to be getting in that top four with that squad. And um, the one that I'm really keen for us to do well in, and I really, really want to win the most is that Europa League. That's the yeah. one I want to see Spurs win this season. Yep, yeah. it's funny, Jay, because when you start off there about you know we're, we're you know we're it starts out like a big club, it kind of took me back to that Mark Noble interview. On that final day of the seat, or that final yeah, day for about Upton Park, where he goes, you know, it's not like a circus anymore. <laughs> no, I, th- I think we're, th- I think we're safe from that. Yeah, I think what? we're two different parallels, us and West Ham United at the moment. Anyway, Lee, closing the show with you because I know you're gonna give us a definite, you know, rallying cry finish here. Are we Europa winners, European winners, or not this season? Yeah, I think so. I think if we can manage the squad well enough, which I think we've got a big enough squad now, it's bulging now, isn't it? Especially with these two new signings that Jamie's Jamie's telling us that we're definitely going to get. I think I heard him say that earlier on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) um, I think we are. When you you look at Jose Mourinho's record, uh, he went into Manchester United. um, He finished second in the Premier League. Uh, he won a Europa League. He won the um, Carabao Cup or whatever it's called then. And then, of course, uh, he also won that season um, or, or in his first season, he won the Charity Shield or um, the Community Shield, as it's called. And he had players at his disposal like Phil Jones and Marcus Rojo, uh, Juan Mata, uh, Wayne Mooney t- towards the end of his career, Jesse Lingard that, that ain't scored for like 12 months, a Daley Blind and, and Ashley Young, um, you know, a uh, uh, Luke Shaw, uh, uh, a Yanazai. Um, and and he and he won them trophies with with that squad and you know you look at down our squad now and you can pick out the winks if you want and you can pick out the um, you know the Ben Davises and whatever but you can also pick out the Gareth Bale you can also pick out the Harry Kane you can also pick out the Hunmin Son you can also pick out World Cup winning captain Hugo Lloris and and the list goes on so you know 
we've got everything there. You know, if we can get screen, I, I think the defender, Skriniar, I think he's massively important. I, I, I'm confident because Jamie's confident that we're going to get him. And if we can get Milik in, although I'd like Danny Ings, I, I, I'm confident that we're going to win trophies, mate. There you go. It's all resting on Milan, Skriniar and Milik. It's no pressure. Get those in, Daniel. And God knows what can happen. Right. We are back after Manchester United to come. Thank you ever so much for taking the time out to listen to us every single week. It feels like daily at the moment with the amount of shows that are coming your way. I've been joined by the brilliant Lee McQueen. Lee, thank you ever so much. Cheers, Ricky. Thanks for having back on. Thanks, listeners, for putting up my waffle and come on you Spurs. Love it. Jamie from the Daily Hotspur, who's keeping you going during this transfer window. Jay, <laughs> keep on bringing us some news, Jay. Yeah, but I hope so. I hope to have some uh, news on screen, Yara Milik. That'd be a very nice way to end uh, a very successful transfer window. Amazing. Fantastic. And the wonderful Chris Cowling. Chris, give us a plug. Where can we find that content, Chris, that keeps coming our way with the transfer news? Where can we find it? Thank you, Rick. Yeah, on YouTube, and it's called Tottenham Fan Chris Cowling. And Fantastic. Let the tra- who was let, that, who was that the idiot you had on during the week as well, trying to give you some transfer news? Who was that? Oh, that's the uh, the transfer guru, Ricky Sachs. Superb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Right. <laughs> we are calling it a quit there. Listen, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you very, very soon. As always, as the boys say, as hopefully the European winners say, come on, you Spurs. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers world-famous footwear. On the pitch, it's all about winning, which is why I respect Skechers. They're always winning awards, including just being named UK Women's Footwear Brand of the Year, which makes sense since Skechers are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. They have Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam and come in all types of fits, from relaxed fit, wide fit to stretch fit, and new exclusive arch fit, plus many more comfort features. Find machine-washable Skechers everywhere. You pay a plumber a deposit to replace your tap. They never show up. So this drip keeps on dripping. Sadly, we can't stop that, but when you pay with a Visa, debit or credit card and the company won't refund you, you could still get your money back, which you can use to hire a new plumber to stop that drip from dripping on. Search Visa. How you pay matters to find out more. Refunds are not guaranteed. Your statutory rights are not affected. Contact your bank to discuss your options. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.